This is Julio Rodriguez, and this is the Lookout Landing Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Lookout Landing Podcast. We are back with a vengeance. We have been... Uh, there's Kate. <laughs> the universal sound of we're back is Kate doing those weird rapper noises that she's so good at. Doing some pea shooters, just like Migos, right? Just like that delicious breakfast food everyone loves. This is yeah. This is a callback to one of our past episodes. Thank you to our loyal listeners, the three of you who understood this joke. We love ourselves and we love our own humor. But we're here to talk about the Mariners and not necessarily Migos, although we might get to that. Um, it's been a it's been a wild ride for the last week. They got blown out a lot. They did some blowing out. They couldn't hit. Then they decided they could hit. It's really really a, an imitation of life. I think we all have our ups and downs, and the <laughs> Maybe Mariners not are going quite through this, that. Like violent though. Yeah. I mean, life does flatten out a little, I feel like, as you get older. This is like the the teenage years, you know? This mm. is like everything, nothing, everything's great, everything sucks. Yeah, it's not like, a phase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my life. Next day, they do something completely different. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the Mariners are cutting out like Tiger Beat posters right now, putting, <laughs> putting them all over the clubhouse. <laughs> There's a big sign, Scott's no Scott service allowed. Yeah. <laughs> Stay out of a room, Dad. But then he shows. Poor Jay Bruce gets kicked out. <laughs> yeah, on accident. <laughs> I do like the idea of all the Mariners having their little like in their lockers, just having like little shrines to celebrities they like, or, like personality <laughs> quizzes, like which Jonas brother are you? So yeah, that's the Mariners basically. Um, today, Sunday, we're recording on Sunday the fifth. Mariners won ten to nothing. Which was a lovely change of pace. Oh, it felt good. It felt good. It felt good. I turned it on late, and they were already up 4 nothing. And I was like, nothing could possibly go wrong from this point, right? <laughs> and I was thankfully validated, in large part because of Eric Swanson being really good. That was probably the biggest takeaway of on-field stuff in a while. Him and Kikuchi in their past two starts looked like the real deal, which is very refreshing given sort of the weird variance of pitchers and how weird it can go in the early stages of a career. Yeah, yeah staff writer Zach Gottschalk said he is slowly beginning to come around on the 2020-2021 team, which I wasn't aware was like, was he thinking about quitting? Was it, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, like, he not just, be a Mariners fan in a couple years? Not, or... not necessarily thinking it was going to happen. <clears throat> yeah, well, I guess, okay, I see that. So, Like the year wasn't going to happen? Like, yeah. Is this like a yeah, climate like, change you know, take? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. who That's knows? Tomorrow action. is not a guarantee. Yeah. That's a live, great point. You guys heard life, of the sun? Life now. It's terrifying. Yeah. Eat dessert first. Again, back to that sort of teenage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just discovered a very important issue, and that is the only thing that <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, one issue voting. But yeah, it's it's great to see the pieces of the future contribute and be like, oh, you see, Swanson, I think what we saw in his outing today is he gets into protracted battles with batters. Like, he'll, he'll go eight pitches, nine pitches, and not be able to put them away. So he's got to come up with that put-away pitch. And it's something that you see a lot of young pitchers struggle with every time they change levels, honestly. I mean, I just watched Logan Gilbert struggle with it in his first start at Modesto. Logan Gilbert, Mariners 2018 first-round draft selection, um, just started out this year after not being able to pitch last year. 
He started out in A-ball in West Virginia. He was just cruising through the South Atlantic League. The Mariners made what I thought was kind of a surprising decision to move him up really quickly. Um, so he made his first start in Modesto the other night. And he looked pretty good. But you could see stuff that had worked in West Virginia was not working against the batters he was facing in, I forget who, who they were playing, the Rockies affiliate, I think, the... I'll remember who they are in a sec. Um, but anyway, you could see he'd get to like two balls and then or two strikes, and then he was he wasn't able to like just blow his fastball by anymore. He had to come up with and what happened was a really interesting changeup developed. So he started throwing this changeup and he was able to throw it for strikes. And those are the adjustments that they have to make. Eric Swanson is doing those adjustments right now against MLB hitters and like before all of our eyes. So it's I can't I, I imagine it's very stressful. Um, but I thought he looked really solid today. Hmm. Is it's mostly the good and the bad that we expected for him, or that that we've seen with a little bit more of a tinge towards still executing enough. Because when you're a guy with an excellent fastball and not necessarily the great secondaries, a lot of the time that can peg you for bullpen. But mm-hmm. Swanson, and I will admit that I I did see like future where he was maybe a bullpen piece yeah and that still could happen which would be a disappointment but for but he's still the second the theoretical second piece in the trade right yes for the for paxton's return and he'll have to continue refining the slider and the changeup. and we saw a fair number of changeups today none of them Mm -hmm. particularly impressive but the fastball is you know when it's 93 to 95 and it's getting a ton of pop-ups and fly-outs, you know, you can go six innings. Right. And you can give up, you know, somewhere in the one to four runs. That'll work. You know. Or you can give up no runs. <laughs> yeah, or you can give up no runs, like you just say, and one hit. And uh, a no-hitter through six? Or, yeah. well, through five most low-key no-hitter. Yeah, well, how, at what point did you guys realize he was throwing a no-hitter? When it ended. Yeah, when it ended. <laughs> when, they said, when, they said, when they said that was the first hit, that oh, yeah. was like, oh, I didn't even realize. I will say, it helps when you, it was 10 nothing after the third? Or after yeah. the like, fourth? The fifth, so, I think. Uh, it was, yeah, I mean, like, it was not a game already, yeah. and then it just also happened. <laughs> Swanson yeah. was dominating, so... Yeah, I think he was definitely a little less afraid to throw in the zone. Right. Because Because of the lead. Yeah, exactly. And so we saw, we've seen him now be very good against Cleveland twice. We saw him struggle last time Mm -hmm. against the Rangers. John, what did you see as the difference? What do you think the difference is between those two starts? Why did he get lit up so badly against the Rangers versus Cleveland? I tried to look into this a little to see if, like, oh, is. Are the Rangers a more aggressive team than Cleveland? Do they swing at stuff in the zone more often? And really, that that didn't hold up. So um, I think it's. I mean, if a few of the key actors involved are are a big issue, right? Like, mm. even though the Rangers are, you know, a, a mixed bag offensively, they still have a good offensive team, and they have a lot of guys who all they need to do is make contact to do right. damage. Like Joey Gallo strikes out a lot. But Joey Gallo strikes out a lot because he's swinging to right. put the ball in the third deck. And he puts the ball in the third deck a lot, especially when the ball's in the zone. And any any player, you know, a team like Cleveland, which has a lot of contact-oriented guys, uh, as well as not a very good offense, if we're mm-hmm. being completely honest, um, that's a team that's going to more, you know, on the aggregate, they're going to struggle against a guy like Swanson and a guy like Mike Leake, even. Right. Um, on, I think it's very telling that a lot of our losses to Cleveland were by one run. Really. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, Leak didn't have an amazing start, but he had a perfect, I think, a perfectly fine start this weekend. I mean, he had a know, very Mike Leak start. Yeah. It was you like know, peak Mike Leak. Yeah. Peak like, Leak. All three starters that the Mariners had this series were guys whose sort of the first thing you would say about them is they pitch in the zone a lot. Kikuchi's that way. Kikuchi has probably the best stuff of all three of them. Mm -hmm. You know, the slider is an actual wipeout pitch, but all of them are in the zone a lot. And when you're against a team like the Rangers, who have the power to back it up, even though you're going to get a lot of, you'll, you'll get more shutouts, I think. You know, just because no one's hitting the ball uh, for the Rangers, but you'll also get some ten-run games. The Cleveland's going to win a lot of you know three-two games, right? Yeah. Held up by their pitching, which right. has been pretty excellent, and we were very lucky not to Didn't face, face one Trevor, Trevor Bauer, Bauer today. Yay. Yay. Yeah, just <laughs> exclusively <laughs> got and <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and not only did we not face Trevor Bauer, we essentially got a net positive in play, sort of play and improvement from Trevor Bauer the series because as was highlighted in a Seattle Times story, you say Kikuchi yeah. and Trevor Bauer um, they have sort of developed a relationship having talked now a couple times through Justin Novak, the Mariners translator. The real MVP uh, of this team. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean just like you know and Bauer is such a fascinating is a word that I think is Always the case when it comes up because he's very polarizing at best in interpersonally, but like <laughs> inter in the pure baseball sense, like he nobody is more sort of dedicated to. I need to find out the way to perfect this pitch, and yes. I will yeah. find my style, and I will do anything, and I will listen to and try anything that anyone credibly is suggesting. And I will, anyone who wants to ask for help, I will also help, um, which is really cool. And I wish a lot of the other things about him weren't the case because right. it would right. make it, it, it would, would make it really interesting. He would be my favorite player yeah. in MLB. Yeah. 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 Well, but you want to see Kikuchi, right. in, it's very cool to see a guy like you say Kikuchi who has great stuff but needs to still continue improving, seek out a guy like that who can help him. Maybe can be a more chill person otherwise. Right. And per his rules, we have to stop talking about Trevor Bauer now because we can't get too attached. <laughs> That's very true. That's yeah. one, of, one, of, one of the things he laid out. And we're actually not allowed to be on social media, so this is going to be tough to promote this podcast. Yeah. But I mean, dark Trevor, web. he did tell us. Dark web. To his credit, he put those rules out there. So we know what we're getting into. I also, Cleveland is so funny to me because, like, we've played them now like six or seven times. And every time I'm like, Carlos Gonzalez is on this team. It's and like, weird. they had Hanley Ramirez on purpose for a little <laughs> bit. Like, it's so funny to realize this is like the team that like is probably going to win the Central. Now it's interesting with Kluber being out. But like, this is their team and they're okay with it. Like, playing what Carlos Gonzalez like every day. Loop now? Luplo. Luplo. Yeah. Jordan like, Luplo. Yeah, that is not a name. Like, yeah. that... Mike, Mike Freeman was their starting shortstop yeah. for like multiple games. Yeah. Like, Lindor's back and he's still there. Yeah. Like, and yeah. Ramirez is hitting like a buck 88. <laughs> yeah. Like, and they're still like in decent shape. It's crazy. The AL yeah. Central, man. It's yeah. a wild place. At least the Twins are finally, finally doing something to start yes. off here. Shout out Nelson Cruz. Yes. Heard of him. <laughs> um, Should we talk about the offense a little bit? Because yeah. the offense, 
did explode today, and that was awesome to see. Yeah, thank you, has... Cody Anderson, who is not a starter. <laughs> no, and uh, not an opener either. Maybe not uh, a pitcher. <laughs> uh, I think their best pitching performance today, there's an argument that it was Kevin Ploiecki. It absolutely was Kevin Ploiecki. <laughs> but it was also like, I think the Mariners like, we're trying to get on this plane. Let's yeah, just, exactly. Let's just let's get just, through this. Which the Cubs were not as nice when they were in town, and we were throwing position players out there in blowouts. The Cubs yeah. were like, no, let me... Uh, let me let me pad the stat sheet here right. a little bit. Which is what I would want to do for sure. I'd be taking pitches. Like I would really just wait until that one that's sixty five down the middle. But the oh, Mariners, man. I think he threw six pitches and they were all strikes. So the Mariners were just getting their hacks in. Yeah, I I mean I appreciate I appreciate that. I guess he was not the worst position pitcher player pitcher. No, that definitely I've ever not. Seen. He basically I, threw like two ethuses to Tim yeah. Anderson and broke his bat on one <laughs> yeah, of them. Yeah, like yeah. It was, it was entertaining to see. That's what you want from position player pitcher. Uh, it's always such a thing, too, because you don't want to strike out against the guy, right? But you also, I think, shouldn't want to... You don't get anything for homering. Like, it goes into your stat sheet or whatever, but... I, can help you in arbitration. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is money for these guys. Um, but we did we did take advantage... The Mariners did take advantage of some... Uh, Subpar pitching today, a bullpen day for Cleveland where they were basically like, we don't really need this game. Yeah. Um, Have a Dan Otero. Yeah, for four innings. Um, It was encouraging to see guys swinging the bat a little better. I have been concerned about, I believe I recapped yesterday's performance. Congrats. Yeah, which was... Not fun to watch, and I wrote, I think, a pretty dull recap about it because it was a dull game from our because they just didn't do anything. Yeah, that was kind of the theme until today was just them not doing anything. Like they yeah. had the blowout win against the Rangers, and then they just decided to go on autopilot. It seemed like well, they scraped out the win on the uh, was that that was Justice Sheffield's start where they had to mm-hmm. kind of pull pull hard to pull out that victory. Uh, in extra, that was the yeah, other one where it ended on that weird fielder's choice that yeah, was dropped. Mitch yeah. Hanniger like beat the crap out of the ball, and the yeah. f- fielder just couldn't handle it. Which was, ah, I felt like an unsatisfying way to yeah, win it's a, a weird, one of the weirdest walkoffs I've ever seen. Yes, yeah. um, but and that was maybe the sign of some trouble ahead. And then they just got absolutely drubbed, like the bats just fell asleep. And then through the first two games at Cleveland. Who are you concerned about in the lineup? Let's maybe like try to do a little troubleshooting. Who is who's struggling? Maybe we could rank them on a scale of one to five, with one being like all systems go, and five being like um, danger ranger. Should we go? Should we go the whole lineup? I mean, we can we can go because the guys are doing fine. We can go quick. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's start with Narvaez. Let's start at catcher. How do we feel? Good. I, I think, think he looks good. I think he looks good. He's I really still like his swing. Like yeah. he tries to do the same thing every time, which is just <laughs> hit yeah. a deep fly ball, which yeah. is great. Yeah. And he does take a lot of pitches. Like he's really leaning into the walk or hit it over the fence thing. I'm yeah. astonished he's somehow leading the AL. I think it's maybe all catchers, but it's at least the AL of catchers in hits because he I'm walks sure. so much. Like yeah. as you were saying, like, I mean, he, we have plenty of issues with his defense beyond, oh, yeah. beyond just the framing, like in just the traditional sense, like his arm is not 
terrible, but his arm is not great, and his he's not quick. Like yeah. people have been stealing. Wild. He did have a he did have a pass <coughs> stealing in Saturday's game. Yes, Jose Ramirez tried to take third yeah, for some which, reason, why? but why? like I think. Uh, like I think he maybe only has like two or three caught stealing. Like it's been rough. Yeah. But I, point... I in fact looked up to see if that was his first because <laughs> uh, <laughs> this has to be a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but at the plate, I mean, just very, very sad. Like yeah, no he concerns. is, he has looked like the anti-Zunino that we were right. do, that we were promised, and is like, so much more useful than to this team than Alex Colomay oh, like, now and Narvaez in the future. Is fourth. Among all catchers with 0.9 F war, he's Mm. trailing just behind Grandal and Contreras, who are tied with 1.1, and then of course Real Muto has 1.3. God, he's very good. He's very good, but I'm so glad the Astros don't have him. Omar has the lowest strikeout rate of all of them. Impressive. Um, and a pretty decent one of the higher walk rates. Only Wilson Contreras is higher, so you know, not. Not bad. No concern should I, here. Should I see where uh, old Mike Zanino falls no, on the list? No, leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> first base. Let's go to first base. All right, yeah. all right. That's uh, like when you go to your ex's like <laughs> social media on purpose to make yourself sad. It's like you can just log off, Kate. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, okay, so Edwin Encarnacion slash Daniel Vogelbach. I mean, could we just yeah, lump we them, just them together? Lump them the together. Part, the, like, full-time it's a very large age. lump. It's a good-looking lump. I'm cool with them. I haven't seen anything to give me pause, really. I mean, Vogelbach's not going to lead the world in hitting forever, but, like, he might, <laughs> I guess. And, it, like, yeah. when he cools down, it'll bring him back to just, like, a still good spot. Like, he already has such a, like, lead, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Where, like, when he does regress, it'll be to, like, still a pretty decent hitter, which is yeah. more than we could have asked for, in my opinion, because this has all just been gravy. No Vogelbach. Gravy pun intended. Do <laughs> <laughs> not mean he is literal gravy. Yeah, it's been nice to see Encarnacion heat up a little bit after he got off to such a slow start in spring training. Yeah. Uh, it looked real rough there for a while. And then even, I think, over the first month of the season, it's been a very slow build. It's been inconsistent, right? Because like, that's sort of... A lot of the offense has been so homer dependent that, like, mm-hmm. when they haven't hit homers, it's been rough. Uh, and, like, outside of that, maybe opening series against the Red Sox. But Encarnacion, I mean, he had another homer today. Yeah. And he hit a homer yesterday. Like, he is just been, like, unbelievably steady. Uh, it's, it's cool to have essentially the best first baseman that the Mariners have had. In a decade, right? Yeah, like, wow. I mean, I, I mean, if we're thinking point. about it like that, like <laughs> they have essentially three of the best first basemen they've had in a decade at the same time, right? Uh, if we add in Jay Bruce, but like, yeah, I mean, Encarnacion just by F four again is top ten in F four for first baseman. Like, he's been so solid, and I think that he, he's looked like the Edwin Encarnacion that was great for the Blue Jays, and I think that when the Mariners decide. They're going to really start pushing trades. I think they will actually be able to get some sort of return for him, especially right. when you look at teams like Boston, um, who you know just got Joey Carletta, unfortunately, from the Mariners and the Miners, but have had very little uh, offensive production and are still trying to compete. And they're working with Mitch Moreland at the first base sort of DH right. spot. Like there are team, there are going to be teams out there who need a hitter and. That was the gamble that the Mariners made, and it was frustrating that they couldn't get that 
in the offseason, but that's right. it's looking good. Maybe it, they'll get more. What, and... Yeah, whether that was a conscious choice or whether that's just worked out, it is seeming to work out yeah. right now. And Vogelback, I mean, I feel like the more repetitions that we, he's gotten, like Vogelback isn't just a slugger. Like he's a hitter, and he goes up there, and he's not going to just flail away at whatever. He will make the pitcher work, and he will take his walk, and he'll go stand on first base. Yeah, I think uh, he gets typecast for sure, but he's definitely way more than just a guy who like yeah. hits dingers. Yeah. So both of those guys, I mean, Encarnacion, I feel like is more streaky, like. If I had to choose in a tight spot between sending up Encarnacion and sending up Vogelback, I would probably send up Vogelback. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, so let's swing over to second base. We've got D. Um, Can I say just really oh. quick before? I think that a f- another point that is maybe in this particular lineup's favor is that they've started hitting Vogelback third, and they've essentially started hitting him ahead of Encarnacion and Bruce who are the, I would say, two most likely people to not make Vogelback have to run. <laughs> yes, which is, that is true. Like, it's funny, but it's also like that's the best possible way of doing it, right? Because like, he does walk so much, right. and that's a run that's out there, but it's right. the best way to make him a run is to let him jog. <laughs> Put it over the fence. Yeah. He has okay. a 21% walk rate right now. Yeah. Like, and a 21% strikeout rate. Yeah, the exact same. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and he struck out once and walked once today, right? Yep. So it's yeah. still identical. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that seems right. That's hilarious. That's funny. Anyways, D Gordon. Uh, all right, on to second D Gordon. Unless you wanted to do Jay Bruce as part of the no, first base. No, we've said enough about Jay Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk a little bit more about it, but let me. Uh, all right, we'll swing around to D Gordon then. D having healthy D is um, so much nicer to watch than hurt D. Yeah, big if true. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to see him back at the top of the lineup and not feel like that's a sunk spot, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. I hope that they will return him back to the bottom once Malik's returns because the ideal for the the theoretical production that Malik's can bring in terms of just getting on base like we're not going to see D out OBP Malix. No, um, probably not. And so, I mean, currently, yes. Currently, yes, but Malix has been worse than he really has ever been, um, <laughs> and I think that D's skill set is so good at the bottom of the lineup just because of how well he, you know, puts puts pressure on people and can get the ball in play. But I mean, yeah, like he's been the best defensive player on the team. Which is not saying much, but... No, but it's value, and um, he's already been worth 0.5 FWAR, which, considering it was 0.1 for all of last year, is impressive. Yeah, and the 294 average is fun. I mean, he still is kind of the low on base percentage. He doesn't like walking, clearly. He does everything fast, so he can't walk. But, (laughs) like, 294 is fine. Like, that's much better than everything he was doing last year. Although he did get off to a pretty good start last year before things... Went south with the injury. So like, I'll take 294 from D. Gordon. A sub 5% walk rate is unideal, but when you compare it to the 1.5% from yeah. last year, again, everything across the board was. <laughs> all he has to do is like hit a single and get on base. Yeah. And right. he's pulled up some pretty clutch singles, RBI singles, too. So. He's better than his career average. I have no complaints about D. Gordon right now. Yeah. Uh, let's move to shortstop, Tim Beckham. Yeah. Mm. It's a weird experience. The Tim Beckham experience is a weird experience. Yeah, just from the way it started, like it was so 
like almost surreal that he was hitting this well. And obviously, like we knew it wasn't going to last forever. But I think to see it go so sharply the other way has been tough. And like he's still at like 286, 351, 555. Yeah. I think John wanted us to uh, maybe take a guess at something. He was Uh, desperately covering up my computer screen here. What did you want us to guess at? Well, I was going to have it because I was was feeling similarly to to how you were, Matthew, about like, man, he's been really rough lately. Uh Like, I wonder how far his WRC Plus has fallen. Like... All, yeah, because it was like 140 or something at the beginning of the year, right? Uh, Let's, what do you think it is right now? I literally just looked at it. Yeah, I know you did. Okay. I don't know. I, it's 145 one, oh, really? right now. Like, oh, that's he, 20 points higher than I would have guessed. Yeah. So, wow, I mean, okay. The, <laughs> like, let do Yeah. I mean, the, the, team, the team's been really good. I like, you know, to, to bring it a little bit beyond us, you know, obviously we are looking at Fangraph's pages, but, like, he's... He's taken that little bit of a step back, but he's still making, uh, you know, impact contact, as, is, right. I guess, how I would think about it. Like, he's striking out a lot. 30%. 30%, which me. is a lot, a lot. Yes. I mean, it's not exactly a career high because he struck out 30.9% with the Rays in 2015, but yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not ideal. But he's, I mean, he's getting the ball in the air. He's hitting the ball hard. He's, you know, he's essentially, he's not getting cheated. Sometimes he's whiffing, but like he's hitting enough to make up for his defense right, right. now. And which is pretty brutal. So yes. That's, yeah. That's so, been the so biggest again, concern. Yeah, I, th- I think he's someone who has a great shot to slip a ways, but I think he'll still continue to be an above average hitter this year. Um, just just because he's putting enough hurt on the ball when he does make contact, right. um, yeah. So I, I, I'm, I would say, I expect less from Tim Beckham going forward, but he's not been a huge issue. Right, and now they've moved him down in the order too, which makes it a little easier to stomach. Mm-hmm. Like he's not hitting fourth; you don't have right. to rely on him to be right. the cleanup guy. He's a seventh or eighth hitter, mm-hmm. which is fine. Like that's what and we it's expected. What, it, it's not with him. You're not talking about a long term piece for right. the team, right? So, uh, I just got a notification that JP Crawford has doubled in the bottom of the eighth. Oh yeah, uh, and Ian Miller hit a solo home run. So that's how things are going in Tacoma today. Shouts. Um, all right, on to third base, which I guess technically we have to talk about Ryan Healy, but Ryan Healy's out right now with a groin strain, so... Yeah, very mysterious. Ryan literally just disappeared on Friday. He was in the game, and then he just wasn't in the game, and yeah. there was like a lot of mystery around it for a couple innings, but groin tightness was, I believe, the official, official word on Ryan. I hate to see it. You really do. Healy, it's very... His entire approach has improved from yes. last year. And you, I mean, the results have borne that out. He's, he's literally got essentially the same BABIP as last year, and he's just getting better results. He's walking more, he's striking out less, he's hitting for more power. But it's not quite been enough, and he's just, he has improved at third base. He's just, he's not a realistic third baseman. He's not a third baseman. He's been better than I think I dreaded he would be over there. But for playing out of position, I think he's doing fine. But I I think that the problem, not the problem, but the thing is we've seen (laughs) 
now have now after years of terrible first baseman, right? We're Correct. seeing actual good first baseman in Encarnacion mm-hmm. and Vogel. Vogelback's not a, really a first baseman, but uh, you know, and even in Bruce, like all these guys are out hitting him and can play first base if in a pinch. And I don't know what Healy's spot is going forward. I think he is the guy who goes down to Tacoma. I think there's a, we've been seeing yeah. that for a while. I think there's a very real possibility unless he he's gonna have to come back from whatever this is and hit his way into the lineup. Yeah, I think, and I don't know if he can do it or not. Yeah, it's, I mean, he doesn't have the versatility. Like he's you know he's a guy who. I, and unless there's a trade in the next couple of weeks before or right as Seager gets back, like yeah. he's he's the odd guy out, and he's he's also the only guy with an option left, which right. means he can go down to Tacoma and play there, and that'll be fine because Carletta's gone. Carletta's gone. Yep. So but, there's no space uh, for him. But I mean, you, there's only so much you can do with a 250 Babbitt because you pull the ball every time you hit it, and yep. the defense knows it, and so <laughs> anytime you hit it on the ground, it's an out. Yep. Uh, and yeah, I got a 296 OBP. Yeah, which is you know, better than last year. It's, it's, but it's sub three bad. is a tough I mean, luck. So well, <laughs> and like last year, it was. I mean, this year he's at least walking. Like if you're walking eight percent of the time, you can be okay. Right. But you know, it's not it's not great, but it's fine. But the way that his entire profile is set to hit the ball really hard and pull the ball. And he's hitting in the air now, and that means that turns it into homers sometimes. But that's not going to happen enough right now for it to balance out every ground ball being right. like there is no greater double play <laughs> risk than Ryan Hughes. Yeah, right? I think that's an important point because he seems like he'd be the easiest player to prepare for. Like you know exactly how to get Ryan Healy out. You know what he's gonna do before yeah. you see him. Like it's I imagine that's a very quick meeting when they're talking to the pitchers about dealing with Healy. He has had an improved approach at the plate. And mm-hmm. He's not chased as much junk, and I think mm-hmm. that that's been really helpful for him. Yeah. That's a good lesson for everyone in their 20s. Don't go chasing junk. Don't go chasing yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, let's swing around to the outfield then, because um, I have things to say about the outfield. Yeah. Let's start with the good <laughs> part of the outfield. Let's start with the Mitch Hanniger part. It's um, solid. It's solid. Still it's, same old Mitch. Is is he? Well, is he? there's been some concern. He seems <laughs> like he's striking out a lot. I don't know. I'm going to look at the numbers now, if it's more or less than last year. but uh, I believe it's slightly up from last year. But like the production uh, is still mostly there. Yeah. Like, he's, uh, he's essentially just been hitting for a little bit more power and striking out a little bit more. Yeah, the average has dipped. Because of the, yeah, like you said, he's striking out more and uh, walking slightly less than he did last year. Yeah. But still, I mean, 500 slugging. Mitch is fine. Yeah. You know, Mitch is, Mitch is, Mitch is fluctuating Mitch. a tiny bit, but Mitch yeah. will probably have a stretch where he walks a fair amount and strikes out a little less and doesn't hit for as much power. And it'll mostly be that 125 to 140 WRC plus, and it'll be... I think you know, he just, a four-win player, and it's... I think he got out of rhythm a little bit. Some of those plate appearances look terrible over mm-hmm. the past... You know, and I mean, it coincides with the downturn of the team, because yeah. I think if Mitch Hanover isn't hitting, then uh, that's a good way to sink the offense yeah. pretty quickly, because so much of it is predicated on him doing damage mm-hmm. at the top of the lineup. Uh, so it's really tough to see him go down on 
some of the ugly strikeouts that I'm really going to be watching that strikeout rate to get back to where it's been. Yeah. But I, I also think that Haniger knows himself and he knows his swing really well. And yeah. I think maybe he's been a little off time. He's been a little late on the fastball lately. And it looks like he's maybe got some of that timing back. Mm. So maybe he's just kind of getting back in the groove. Uh, today was definitely a step in the right direction. Yeah, two oxen and a dinger. Yep, and he had the only very the very few hits that happened on Saturday. He had a single and a home run. So uh, Mitch is solid. We don't worry about Mitch. Uh, I am worried about Domingo Santana. I'm worried a lot. I really hate that, yeah. but he has been real bad. Uh, I went and looked up his ground ball rate, and it has skyrocketed. Yeah, that's not what you want from Domingo, who can hit accidental home runs if the ball's in the air. Yeah, it just really seems... Uh, do you think he might be pressing at the plate? Like, he knows that he's he's definitely struggling in the field. We've seen yeah. some Which could be affecting his hitting. I'm sure it's not a fun headspace to be in. No, I mean, and he's had some sort of cryptic posts on Instagram <laughs> that are, you know, very like... Just log off, guys. <laughs> It's never uh, it's very like you know the challenges I think he personally is feeling some pressure and um, he's not you think playing he's up being to, pressured or do you think he's putting pressure I don't think on so himself? I think he's the kind of guy who puts pressure on himself he has high expectations and I think that this is very much a prove it year for him he wants to be great he wants to prove to the Brewers that not only did they like underutilize him they undervalued him mm-hmm. by letting him go in exchange for Ben Gamble uh, bless his heart but Ben Gamble um, and Noah Zavolas. And Noah Zavolas, who is a really interesting person, but a very low-level pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think... Low I, ass, I, you might say. He's a tall guy. Um, <laughs> you can be a tall guy with a low ass. Some weird torso proportions in baseball. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Um, so Domingo, I think, does have some internal, internally created pressure. Um, I do think that he's not in a great headspace right now with the struggles in the field this push pressing at the plate uh i am i am concerned though because i don't know domingo santana i know mitch hanniger by now i know that hanniger can get himself out of a slump yeah. i don't know how domingo santana responds to adversity yeah i think that's a good point it's just so everything about this season is so new and we're also they're dealing with new coaching staff new environments like everything mm-hmm. is just different so like maybe when he was with the Brewers, he had some coach or something he would do when he was in a slump, and now that's gone, so that makes things tougher. Yeah. The One other thing I remember is that the Santana mentioned that when the Mariners first acquired him, they had some variety of like analytical uh, observations that they had made when they that they wanted to show him that they were saying, this is something we think you can do to improve what you're doing. Um I don't know whether he's gotten away from that or mm-hmm. whether teams have adjusted. It's it's yeah. a little bit hard to tell just in the past like week and a half. But um, you know, his he has it's a it's a poor way to fully draw conclusions to just watch highlight reels. But like when you watch the highlights of Domingo Santana from years past, he is clobbering the ball in the air to left field or left center. And that's not the only way you want him to get results. I mean, he's done a really good job driving the ball to right field, to drive the ball to right, right center. That's something that's been really impressive about him. He has not pulled the ball in the air hardly at all in the past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And he has had pitches that he could that he do damage on, and yeah. he's not been. So 
uh, you know, it, I mean, it's it's been a dip, and the, I, obviously the defense is a mess, but there's only so much you can do about that, and it's whatever. But if if he's hitting, I mean, he's still you know been an above average hitter this year. It's just that he and he's he's even striking out less than he was last year. Um, I mean, he's striking out less than he ever has, but uh, he he's just got to do a little bit more damage and get the bat out a little bit more in front of the plate so he's not hitting the ball on the ground so much. And I, I think they'll make an adjustment with him. He sat today, right? And right. Yeah. yeah so. not play. Yeah. You also and, wonder maybe if it was, like, too much too soon. He had three home runs in the first four games and has three <laughs> since then. It's yeah. so like, yeah, I don't know. Part of me is like, oh, maybe if you start that hot, you think that's going to be you or that's your season. And then when it goes south, you start to, like, you think it's worse than it really is. You know what I mean? It's back to that teenage right. thing where it's, like, one little thing that goes wrong you start to think this is my entire life now this is my self-worth everything is trash it's like no just like do the things you used to do that were working and made you happy but it's obviously much easier said than done plate discipline numbers still look good you know he's swinging less at pitches outside the zone he's swinging more at pitches in the zone he's making contact when he does swing outside the zone like 48 up to 65 percent this year Mm -hmm. uh making contact in the zone about 5% 5% more than last year. So, and his swinging strike rate is down five points from 15 to 10. So I think there's a lot to like there. There's a lot that the number, now that I've looked at the numbers, I feel less sort of panicky about. Um, it's just weird to see somebody who took such good at bats initially. It was like, oh, Domingo Santana is coming up. He's going to work along at bat. Mm-hmm. He's going to get a pitch mm-hmm. he can drive. It's going to be a professional at bat. And now he's like up there. It's just hack, hack, hack. So it's a it's an approach problem, I think. Hopefully the day off will have reset him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm still not ready to completely panic, but it has been cause for concern, right. I would say. Well, and this year, hot start notwithstanding, the theory for this year is to give these guys the chance to... Adjust. Fail and yeah, succeed learn and learn. And that's what this is here for. So hopefully... Yeah. And, and we're and seeing a lot of failing. We're seeing a lot of it. Trying new things. Trial and error and error and error and error and error. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that how this team adjusts is as good of a way as we can have to measure the coaching staff. Right. As well as 100%. anything. For how well can they discover issues and and, and help guys them. adjust yep. too. I c- continue to be a big Tim Laker believer. I would really like to read more with him. I'm hoping that some of our beat reporters do a little more in-depth talking with him yeah. because I would really like to know more about his discipline and his philosophy mm-hmm. and his approach. Um, so then we've got center field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good boy. Uh, hey, Braden Bishop had his first MLB hit today. Yeah, had some RBI, hey. too. Yeah. And two yes, two hits two hit and some pretty... Hit I the mean, ball hard on the first at-bat, too, when, he, when Lindor robbed him. He did, yeah. and I saw a post-game interview with him, and he said that he thought... Um, he was like, oh, after I, I got robbed, he, he was like, I'll never get that hit. You these, know? these are teenagers. <laughs> these are, these are this is this tracks. Yeah. 
This totally yeah. tracks. No one loves I'll me. I'll never get a hit. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Brayden, you're up again in like two innings, man. Yeah. <laughs> Relax. With, with my, yeah, so once he's got, once you get the first hit, I think it's like a little easier to relax. Totally. I, I think his plate discipline looks good. Like, he's a credible major leader. And he hits like hard line drives. That's what I've yes. seen so far. Yeah. Like all of his at-bats today, when he made contact, they were like, there was one at Lindor that was hit hard. There were some solid singles. He went the other way. So, yeah, I mean, he's, for as long as Malik Smith is down, I'm totally okay with Braden Bishop doing the learn-on-the-job thing that we just talked about. Yeah, that, uh, had 103 contact on that, uh, that ball to Lindor. That was the exit velocity? Yeah, 103 exit wow. velocity, and then his, uh, at least one of his singles was 90, 91. 91, I see yeah. that, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, like, there's no concern with Braden Bishop, like... I'm not expecting him to be a 600 hitter. Like he can just do whatever Braden Bishop does, yeah. and that's fine. Yeah. Like his and defense is gonna be fine no matter what, which is why I'm happy to have him out there yeah. every day. It's, it's also, I'm I'm curious to see him over this next series because I believe it, it may be weird now because the uh, the Yankees have Paxton hurt. Unfortunately, well. Not specifically, yeah, not unfortunately, unfortunately for, the, for us. Not unfortunately for the Mariners, unfortunately but unfortunately for, for James Paxton. Yes. Yeah. We like Get well, him. buddy. Um, there were going to be a lot of lefties in the lineup, or not in the lineup, but in the yeah, schedule for us. the Mariners. So that was, I think, something that they mentioned was Bishop's going to start a lot, especially against the lefties. <laughs> uh, that may not be the case as much, but I mean, like they played Jay Happ and whoever. I literally at CC Sabathia, so yeah, we so we'll see more Bishop, um, which would be good. And I hope we get at least a little more chance to see him work against yeah. major league pitching. But uh, yeah, I'd almost want to like no matter who it is, if it's like a tough pitcher, I'd kind of want Braden Bishop to be out there. Like if they have to yeah. face Chris Dale in Boston, just fucking start Braden Bishop. Like yeah. why not? You why know, not? give him a chance to see, see the best do. of the best. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Although I will say Malik Smith has not looked better this year than when he was apparent than when he was facing Chris Sale. That's like, true. Like, that hit, was an extremely hit. broken Chris Sale, I think. It was very broken. It was a very broken Boston team that I don't think we're gonna homer see this year. And like a ball to the fence or yeah. something. Yeah. Like yeah. Triples, yeah, like yeah, like super weird yeah. So yeah. um uh, I took I'm gonna have an interview with Logan Gilbert up this week on the site. Yes. He's very nice. No, it was very exciting. It was cool. But um, he talked about, I asked him about making his first MLB start or making his first start and having it be against Cleveland, against MLB hitters in spring training. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, did I miss something? Yeah. 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 This was in spring training. It was his very appearance, first professional right. appearance. Yeah, I see. Um, yeah. And it was against yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, he didn't pitch at all last year, right? Yeah. yeah. So I asked, like, you know, that that must have been really hard. And he was like, well, you know, it's, it's honestly really good to get a feel for what the best guys are. Yeah. Because it just kind of sets your expectations. Like, okay, yeah. this is what I'm used to, and this is the upper end of it, and this is how far I have to go to get to where I need to be. Because mm-hmm. you have to understand, like, what the upper limit looks like so that you can measure totally. yourself against it. And so, anyway, I, I agree with you. I think there are going to be learning at bats, not just for Bishop, but for some of our other rookies, mm. uh, you know, Vogelback and. I think that's a really good point, too, because it's not something that a lot of people encounter on a day-to-day basis of you are facing the world's best yes. people <laughs> at the thing you do, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it, I know 
for myself, it's very easy to be like, well, I'm decent at this thing, so I don't like need to necessarily work that much at it. Yeah. And like, if I were faced with someone who was unbelievably good at yes. it, like, I either one, one that would be great context, but two, like, I might just be like, well, fuck this, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> but like, most of the people who are professional athletes and professional baseball players the reason that they are there is because they have that level of competition right uh, or competitiveness to right. say i want to be better than everyone that i'm playing against and so i, I think that's really cool that he feels that way mm -hmm. and that he got that opportunity and that julio rodriguez got that opportunity that Absolutely. jared kelnick got that opportunity that shed long jb crawford that, that all these guys and i'm sure essentially, he is justin right dunn now, got a, a bunch of looks yeah i'm sure wherever he is right now Braden bishop is saying the same thing like yeah. he's probably looking forward to that new york trip yeah. and like very totally. anxious yeah. to... yankee stadium and fenway too. oh my like, gosh i mystique. mean the lights do not get brighter yeah right? yeah. So. yeah and you know whether it works out or not you know for for one or many of these guys i mean i think that's a that's the right way to right. go about it is to give them a sense of what they need to become and then say, all right, go, you know, this is, this is what we're hoping you can beat. Yeah. I will say it's very relaxing to have balls hit to center field and be like, <laughs> yeah, that's, an out. that's an out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That's going yes, yes, yes. to be caught and I don't have to worry about this anymore. Um, do we think that, who do we think gets traded I guess more likely to be traded and or traded first among Jay Bruce or Edwin Encarnacion. Encarnacion, I think. Uh, yeah, I think Bruce's versatility and being left-handed kind of helps in just yeah. wanting to have him for longer. I think Encarnacion is definitely the first to go because he's the one that has, like, he's easily replaceable with this team. I mean, they'll trade whoever ha whoever fetches the highest price. Like, mm -hmm. I don't True. think, I think they view the two of them as interchangeable and this mm -hmm. year as kind of like a yeah. whatever year. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, as fucked up as this is to say, like, they're probably kind of waiting around for someone to get injured on another team. Like, yep. if another team's first baseman or DH gets hurt and it's like, yep. oh, we have Edwin Encarnacion. You yep. Yep. I'm surprised the Yankees honestly haven't come. The A's are playing Kendrys Morales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they sure are. They, the they went out of their way to get Kendrys yes. Morales they because chose. Matt Olsen got hurt. Yeah. yeah. They chose that. They chose uh, that life. That is a choice. <laughs> yeah. The Yankees are rocking that Mike Ford some, life. Some bad baseball. Yeah, Mike Ford. Who, you know, we love we love us some Mike Ford, but yeah. like you're not gonna maybe uh, get mm -hmm. to the playoffs with Mike Ford as your first baseman as the, much as you would with Edwin Encarnacion as your first baseman. Yeah. The A's, I believe, just managed to lose a game in extra innings where they were up two with bases loaded. Uh, in the top of the inning, and then uh, literally six batters later, the Pirates had won uh, via a, a walk-off, which was fantastic because go Pirates! Yes, uh, go Pirates! And also, I, uh, I I'm mean, very surprised at that, but yeah. Uh, also, Blake Trinan has an elbow issue. He which sure is does. Not barking you know, at him again is not like good, but is just like, hey, if you have a very thin sort of situation. Yeah, their good luck from last year seems to be evaporating yeah. into sewage. They just did nothing to improve their pitching staff, and they are waiting around for Luzardo to come up or whatever. And what are we looking at? John is at? showing us They're... they lost today. Fernando Rodney took the L. Oh, gave up a walk-off wow. home run. Wow. Yeah. And it was a three-run walk-off. So they, they Fernando were winning the I did see a lot of... People complaining about Fernando Rodney, but you know, by this point, I'm, Such is life. Yeah. I'm sort immune of, to that. You've got a, like, you've got a I've developed had that, I've had that disease, <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I just, my brain as like a self-defense mechanism sees his name and just automatically shuts off. Okay, before we welcome our very special guest, we want to go to Twitter questions just real quick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have a question from one of our own, Young Bongos, Grant Bronston. Uh, Grant wants to know what would happen at a Mariners karaoke night and a Mariners day at the beach, especially given that it's about to be in the 80s this weekend. What? Like Mike Trout, Grant is fascinated by weather. It's one of many <laughs> things they have in common. Uh, Mariners karaoke night is actually something that I would really love to see happen. Oh my god. I think we're going to get a lot of country because this is baseball. Mm-hmm. But I also think my highlight would be the Spanish-speaking players doing like Latin songs, things like that. That, I'd want like a slow Mark Anthony song from Felix. I don't know if he listens to that, but that's what I'd want to see. I'm sure some of them would try to do like Bad Bunny rap songs, which would be hilarious. I believe Felix has a karaoke machine at his house. How do you uh, know that? Uh, his <laughs> wife on Instagram, there's a lot of... It's always Instagram. Uh, anyway, the and also he lives in like a palace in Miami, so of course it has an... I think all houses in Miami come equipped with a dance yeah, floor. Yeah, Pitbull just a, lives there. <laughs> Just like, he has a residency. Like, <laughs> Elon Musk has built like a tube. Yeah, yeah, like, bounce around. Anytime karaoke machine is fired up, Pitbull comes from under <laughs> the stage. Yeah. Um, and also, they had a karaoke machine at uh, spring training. Remember, that was like a whole thing. Oh, Matt Festa and yeah, some of yeah, his, yeah, yeah, his yeah. pals did a Backstreet Boys thing. Of course. Yeah. So there has been karaoke done, and I know for a fact Jay Bruce did "Friends in Low Places." That checks off oh, of very, yeah, yeah. That 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 tracks. Um, I would love to see yes, the Latin guys singing. Some of their songs. I would love a D Malik's duet. That would be beautiful. They would probably, yes. D Malik's Tim Beckham doing like Destiny's Child or TLC. Or En Vogue. Yeah. Never any gonna of get it. it. Never gonna oh, the harmonies? Oh, man. I don't think any of them can sing, but obviously. I bet that there's makes one guy in the Mariners who can sing. There's definitely one guy there's who can sing. There's always a sneaky guy who yeah. can sing. Who is, the, who is the guy who sneakily can sing on the Mariners, do you mm. think? Tom Murphy. Absolutely. Oh, Interesting. He is very soft. I bet he'd be like, good at opera. Like, I think he'd oh, be yeah. good at yeah. weird I don't, I'm not sure he's got the pop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you <laughs> think he would get up there and be like, yeah. No, he, he, no, yes, no, I kind of no, do actually. Yeah, yeah. I think you would nail Ave Maria. Yeah. You know, like. I sure hope so. Okay, what about day at the beach? What's going on if the Mariners are at the beach? Do we have anyone drowning? Do Ryan's anyone... building a sandcastle. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, he's he building totally like six is. sandcastles. And, and Mitch Hancock has like brought in people to build a like very you know, like outsourcing his. his I think he's probably, he has like um, historically accurate sandcastle. <laughs> And Ryan has Ryan's like, doing just the bucket upside down. Yeah. <laughs> With like the drip towers. Yeah. Yeah. And Mitch Hanniger is like building Crenellations. He's like... Yeah. Yeah. Ryan's also like wildly sunburned. <laughs> yes. Mitch has like the, the rash guard on yeah. with like yeah. full, a full face I would not put outside. a sun hat past Mitch. No. no I think They're both uh, California boys. That's so true. Both of them should know how to they do should know. Then but, I can see Ryan being like, oh, I'm from California. I don't need sunscreen. <laughs> Like, that's not how that works. Your skin is sizzling. <laughs> I think like D Gordon is tossing a football around for sure. I mean, Mike Leake is active. a surfer. Like Mike yeah. Leake yes. is surfing. Yeah, he's absolutely surfing. Um, yeah. Who do we think is the best swimmer on the Mariners? 
Does anyone feel like they have a like swimmer's body, like that long Michael Phelps type? Um, the big, Domingo's the big long. shoulders. Domingo yeah. might be the best. Yeah, He's Domingo's got the broadest a good shoulders. Probably Domingo. I mean, again, Domingo. Yeah. yeah. Like, Domingo's got the long limbs. I kind of feel Brandon Brennan. Like, he looks, yeah, he looks like Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Pitchers, yeah. pitchers yeah. are probably pitchers actually have, like, good. Big, like, yeah. Sadzek also. Yeah. yeah I think um, good although, where's Sadzek from? I don't know. Yes. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. I also know Malix is a big likes fishing oh uh, yeah that's right no, so, he likes fishing, fishing yeah. too I think. so yeah. I think Florida the Florida boys Connor Sadzik yeah. is from Crystal Lake Illinois there so there's go. a lake okay. there yeah <laughs> perfect um yeah yeah I think that's about it I mean is there is there anyone that's like just not trying to get in the water whatsoever we'll go back as lawn chair several beers <laughs> yeah, one of those I like, know he likes fishing as well but but I think he's fishing. a pontoon man he's uh, a he's, yeah, a, he's, he's a Florida there are so many Florida boys on this team yeah you baseball D, is a Malik yeah. uh, Vogelback I mean I, yeah that's baseball right it's a Florida yeah, and California true. thing yeah. but yeah I would imagine all the Florida boys are like out on the boat fishing and mm-hmm Moving it up. Yeah. So, well, we have another one from one of our own. Um, Amanda Lane coming at Mariner Mandy. If the Mar- 2019 Mariners roster is a cocktail menu, what type of drink would each player be? We obviously don't have to do every single player, but I'm wondering if there's any that jump to mind immediately. Hmm. I feel like Omar Narvaez is something sweet. Like one of those things that just tastes like candy kind mm-hmm. of like a jolly rancher martini why do you think that i don't know he just seems to be like a very sweet guy and right. nice and i don't know okay wade the blanc is something with like southern comfort like a soco and lemonade a sazerac some um what is louisiana. a sazerac? it's a louisiana cocktail oh, he's definitely that he's not as wild as a hurricane which has like 50 yeah, different types of alcohol in it yeah. but yeah i think it's a little bit of a classy, refined, very classic drink. So that's not, definitely not quite as long. stilted as a mint julep. I had my first mint julep ever yesterday. They're good. They're super good. They I think they're good. just they're, they're hurt by their they reputation, really yeah. right? Like no, they're delicious. No, they're I mean, great. It's... I mean, it's just like the reputation is that they come in a very prim and proper sort of. I was wearing a floppy hat. <laughs> <laughs> when I but lived in Philly, there was a place where you could get frozen mint juleps. They just crank <laughs> them out like a slushy yeah, machine. That was the first time I ever had a dark and stormy. It was a oh. dark and stormy slushy, the slushy which I've been machine. trying to think of. I, I feel like yeah, you could that seems pretty baseball too. The slushy yeah. alcohol. Fillmore is a slushy. <laughs> <laughs> The slushy alcohol is a big deal in the South. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes sense. It's hot as fuck. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Savannah, like Savannah doesn't have open container laws, so you can just go I thought in you were going to say and, air conditioning. Um, no, Bam. It's the South. It's not 1800 there. Um, so you can go and get your like giant cup of slushy alcohol and then just like walk around with it. But also the streets are cobblestone, so mm-hmm. I feel like it's a little bit of a fuck you from the city. <laughs> <laughs> We're walking. It's like an obstacle course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, well, that's, I mean, that's, that slushy will be on the ground. At yeah. some it's self-selecting public intoxication <laughs> enforcement, right? I mean, like if you can hold up, if you can hold your open container, you're good. They are yeah. smart. So I feel like Hunter Strickland <laughs> is our southern boy. God, I uh, forgot about him. Uh, yes, Hunter Strickland him. exists. So I think I'm going to award him the southern boozy slushy just as a, not sense. because I think he's trashy and the, the booze slushy is a little bit trashy. It is very trashy. 
um, but just as as a nod to his southern hair. Of Maybe course. he could be the mint julep. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm into that. Ryan Healy is just a Shirley Temple. No <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> Extra cherries, please. Yeah. <laughs> Swarzak is a four loco mixed with another four loco. <laughs> Mitch Vinegar screaming into space. Yes. Why four have loco. you forsaken me? Four loco mixed with a Red Bull uh, injected directly into one's veins. Yeah. Um, that nobody Hanniger, asked for either. Mitch Vinegar is just water. Like I didn't order this. Hanniger's water. Just water. Yeah, he's water. Yeah. Just that's all I need. That's all my body needs. Yeah. But he brought his own. He brought he brought his own like filter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has a special Mitch, way that Mitch he likes it Mitch is particularly about water, I bet. Oh, 100%. I mean, I would be too. Do we but... think Mitch could get Shedlong to drink water? That's his new goal. Yeah, that should be his <laughs> next project. I really want to uh, to follow that and see anyone else who, who sticks out as, as a cocktail. <laughs> We're supposed to do cocktails and we veered... Far field, you never drink but... a four loco mixed with another four loco. That's a cocktail. That's, that's yeah. not a cocktail. <laughs> I don't even think that's legal. <laughs> <laughs> the cops standing there while you're pouring. Like, don't you do it, young man? The cops are just like this fucking guy again. <laughs> the <laughs> the four like... loco bandit. <laughs> hey, we told you before. <laughs> Stop doing that. They've got like one of those walls with string, but it's just like one dot. Yeah. He's done this. It's this dude, and he's doing this. You can track him by his snowboard trail. <laughs> oh, and Mike Leak is a Corona. Yeah, which is again, yeah. not, a cocktail. <laughs> not a cocktail. He could be one of those, the Coronas that's dumped upside down into a margarita. That seems like something oh, yeah, I like could go for. What do they call those? Lime, I, well, I don't not know what they're called, but whatever, yeah. But that's my leak. Yeah. All right, well, I have to go, but I'm going to make way for our guest who is going to come do a 10-minute preview of the yeah. Yankees series. Yeah. So uh, thanks, guys. This has been great. Uh, thanks, Excellent. everyone, for listening. Follow me on Twitter at mrobertson22. Yeah, thanks, and I got to go. Yeah, we're going to welcome a special guest from Staten Island into the booth. See ya. All right, so uh, here to preview... Uh, our the Mariners' upcoming series uh, against the Yankees, four-game series. Uh, not the Yankees you may be used to, but uh, a, a challenging uh, road trip nonetheless. Uh, our friend from Staten Island. Uh, how you doing, my man? Good. My name is New York Guy. I'm not going to tell you my real name. There is no reason on Derek Jeter's green earth for me <laughs> to tell you my real name. There's a lot of weirdos on the internet. Also, what is this? This is a podcast. What are we doing here? People listen to this. How's how's this work? Very few. Uh, absolutely. Well, we we've got a few folks, uh, but you know, we, we we do what we can. So, so right. how do you feel about the team this year, New York? Uh, about Yankees? the New York Yankees? The New York Yankees. I got 27 reasons not to be worried about the New York Yankees. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. Well, uh, you should be worried about your little team out here. What are they doing? Who's on the team? What happened to the Italian kid, the catcher? He was a nice Alex kid. Liddy? No, 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 no. <laughs> Zunino, thank you. Yeah, nice kid. Couldn't hit my eyebrows if he was standing on my nose, but he was a good kid. <laughs> I, mean, I got a good vibe from him. He, he was. He was, was extremely not... Italian. He very, was, that's what I'm saying. Very, He's very not on the team anymore. Is that no. correct? We also lost John Andrioli, who was another oh. nice, nice Italian boy. I went yeah. to school with six John Andrioli. <laughs> I didn't know any of them played baseball. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, he's on the Rays. Uh, you know, that is unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> especially for you, New York, New York Yankee supporter guy, yeah, New York guy. I, I hate to antagonize you, but yeah, the, I mean, the, the the Rays have jumped out really hot. Uh, yeah, you know. yeah. 
<laughs> not concerned. Not concerned. I'm not, I'm, I'm not concerned yet. We have a lot of bad luck. I don't know why any of these trainers are still employed by the New York Yankees. That's fair. A lot of injuries. A year. lot of injuries. Your guy, who you gave us, James Paxton, is he damaged goods? What's going on there? <laughs> uh, he's he's he'll be good. He'll be good. I mean, he's had a lot of injuries in his past. None of them very, you know, my, none of them lasted all that long. Some weird right? ones. So my biggest concern one. is what's going on with his eyes. Why does he look so sad? He always looks like he saw someone pull their junk out on the subway. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a New Yorker already in that respect. That's true. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, you know, he's he's Canadian, right? I mean, I don't yeah. know that. He, I don't know that they're quite. They live in a state of perpetual sadness. Ah. Yeah, yeah. W- okay. winter is always a moment away, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not sure that uh, the, he's quite used to. Well, I mean, you you would know better than us the day to day of New York City. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> Greatest city on earth. It has its ups and downs, but it's a lot of downs. You see some shit that you would never see anywhere else. But let's get back to this baseball thing. You guys watch a lot of baseball, right? You bet. This is correct. That's what we're here for. Why is this guy Giancarlo Stanton? When did he decide his name was just Giancarlo? How is that? Like, what is going on there? I thought his name was Mike. He looked like a Mike. Now he's Giancarlo. I live in New York, obviously, in Staten Island. Everyone is named Giancarlo. <laughs> he doesn't look like any of them. This guy gets one gym membership, changes his name to Giancarlo. <laughs> I don't know how that works. I, I would uh, I would think that you would embrace him. Embrace him he's more he's appropriating Giancarlo culture. Oh. I cannot stand for this as a New Yorker. I think it's branding, right? I mean, you know, there's a you know there's a million mics out there. You know, everyone uh. wants to be like Mike, right? You there's not well not New Yorkers. Well, I guess not. That's fair. I don't want to be like John Starks. By the way, the listeners cannot see me. I am wearing a 1994 replica John Starks jersey. Do you know about John Starks here, Miss Kate? It's very stained. It's very stained. I wore it. To, I wore it to every game at the Garden. Do you know about John Starks? I, I can't say that. New I York Knickerbockers point guard, former grocery bagger. Then he bagged the Indiana Pacers in seven games. Oh, yeah, so I'm wearing Mike, his jersey. <laughs> also, this is a podcast you guys are drinking. Didn't offer me a single drink. What's going on there? Uh, I see from the trail of drinks behind you, you perhaps <laughs> prepared yourself, prepared ahead of time. All right, listen. I have a very specific drink order. That's the reason for the trail behind me. I want four Michelob Ultras okay. poured directly into a New York Yankees fitted hat. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Okay. That's what I drink. All right. Four of them fit size 9.5. It fits perfectly in there. Trust me. That's why I have the trail of Michelob down my back okay. at all times. Okay. It's I good. Drink it sort of it. seeps in your pores. I was pores. wondering what that smell I was. drink the Michelob Ultras <laughs> from the hat. I put it on. It seeps down into the John Starks jersey. It's a great look. But anyway, this guy Giancarlo. What, yeah. why, why is he doing this? I don't know if I trust him anymore. Well, I mean, you know, he's he's he wants to establish the the brand, right? He wants to be the the Jean, the power Giancarlo, the Giancarlo of New York. You know, he maybe he wants to speak for all of the. He's not doing all, a good job. No, I do no. not want him to speak for me personally. That's the New York. What, what would you prefer? What would I would you prefer, prefer he goes by Mike Stanton. We had a Mike Stanton before. He was brilliant. He could be another Mike Stanton. Just I don't know if he needs to be his own self as much as he should be Mike Stanton because I love that guy. Do you think it would be better if he was going by like? Stanton, uh, shade Stanton to Staten. So you're, oh, that'd be a better way. That, now you're speaking my language here, Johnny. Okay. Yes, that is what I want. Excellent. Giancarlo Staten. <laughs> um, New York guy, yes. do you feel good? I mean, the Yankees have been beset by a lot of injuries it's this true. year. And not true. just not just James Paxson is the most recent. But basically, I looked at a lineup the other day and not recognized anyone Me too. Yeah. on it. Um 
do you feel confident about the the Yankees? I I feel as good as you can. I mean, we got to work on some things here and there. I think we got to maybe focus a little more on training. I don't know what they're doing in their free time. All these guys are hanging out. Maybe some more stretches. Some more stretches. Yeah, you know, like a New York stretch. You jump onto the subway track, you jump off before it gets you. One of those. (laughs) You work on your agility, you build the leg muscles. You run like ladders around the third rail. You do that. Yeah, exactly. And if you step on the third rail, maybe it's good for the team. I mean, we got some guys who are pretty garbage. That's all I'm going (laughs) to say. Right. But this is actually. Are, are you going to push Jacoby Ellsbury on the third rail? <laughs> Don't ever what? fucking talk to me about Jacoby Ellsbury again. All right. All right. That's not what I'm here for. What are we doing here? You're just going to come and make fun of me and Jacoby Ellsbury? No, no, no. We want to hear. We, we, we got to hear for we, our we expert angle. I'll we tell you who I like. Angle. How about I tell you who I like? Absolutely. Please do. CC Sabathia is a true inspiration to me because I also eat a lot of Captain Crunch. Absolutely. He's a, he's Absolutely. a hero. Both CC and the captain. You go into any bodega in my neighborhood, framed photo of the captain right there, there behind the register. There you go. Uh, would, you, would you throw at someone... Uh, for to to sort of send a message if you knew it would cost you five hundred thousand dollars like CC Sabathia did last year. That's a lot of getting, money. Getting pulled on. A, getting pulled. On if a I'm making CC Sabathia's salary, I got a lot of things going for me. Well in life, I yeah. think yeah, I I throw with the guy. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm not gonna do it maliciously. I'm mm. gonna do it so it looks like an accident, of course. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is premeditated, but you're meditating yeah. enough. Are you maybe gonna get uh, your cousin of a, you know a guy? Do you know a guy? I know a, a lot of guys who <laughs> know a guy who will throw an a lot actual... Of Mi- a lot of people named Mike, and apparently a lot of people named John Andrioli, so... Yeah, I'll get uh, all five people. of the Andrioli boys. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna throw a lot worse things than a baseball at you, I'll tell you that right now. I'll tell you that right now. I also, I like Tanaka, and I was very skeptical given yeah. the Yankees' history with Japanese pitchers. I mean, yeah. we all remember Hideki Arabu, may he rest in peace, Keigawa. I mean, those guys blew up like the world trade. Maybe never forget the tragic events of that day as well. But they were terrible. So I'm thinking, oh, here we go again with this guy Tanaka. But now he comes in, he's doing fine. I like him. He's, he's a good pitcher. He sold me. He sold me. Uh, do you think, who, who do you think is the... Uh, yeah, who? <laughs> you've got a. No, I'm. I'm it's a. It's we a tough a situation. It's a tough situation. Uh, you know, the obviously the Yankees and Red Sox. That's the. That's sort of the the rivalry that's led baseball for you know Plus, for yeah. decades. I mean, yeah. you know, do do you feel like you know after after last year the Yankees have something they need to sort of prove? We do have a lot to prove. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the you know obviously. The I mean this century the Red Sox have have been outdoing the Yankees. That's it's true. Been surprising. I mean, what what do you you know? Is there another piece they need to add? Do they just need better health? What what do you? You're in the GM shoes. You're in Brian Cashman's shoes. What are you doing? Those what are, are very you, expensive shoes. I've they're good looking shoes. They're, they're well shined. You asking me what I would do to fix the roster? Uh, yeah, you know what? 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 What's your What's your game plan for? for we gotta We gotta make a lot of trades. I mean, they're gonna make trades every year. I think that's coming. Yeah. I don't know exactly what. I mean, they got so many injuries that I want to see the team back at full strength before sure. they do anything sure, sure, drastic, sure, sure, sure. of course. But I like the bullpen. The bullpen is very, very solid. I yeah. think the issues come with these guys who don't know how to hit. And they're playing every single day. Yeah. Like, Brett Gardner, my man, I love you. Maybe retire. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> if he 
That would be the biggest move of his career. If he willingly retired so we could get a better outfielder out there, I would yeah. be very okay with that. That's not a bad call. The problem, like I said, is I don't even know who these guys are or if they're good, if they're not good. It feels like it's 14 Shelly Duncans on the roster. All of a sudden, <laughs> and that was not a good era. I don't like that. But the thing you said about the Red Sox, that's very true. I got two sons, okay? I got yeah. Jabba and David Wells. Yeah. And they, in their lifetime... <laughs> sorry, sorry. Is, your, is David Wells his first name? First name, David. Last okay. name, Guy. Middle name. Wells. And then it's Jabba Chamberlain. I never really trusted that guy. Yeah. That is his full name. But in their lifetime, the Red Sox have been kicking the shit out of us, and I cannot have that. So that's why I need them to figure this shit out here this season. The Red Sox, too, they got that kid Andrew Benintendi. That's the most mm-hmm. Italian guy in the league, yeah. and he's in Boston. That should not be allowed. That guy has to be in New York by yesterday. Um... Is there anyone on the Mariners roster that you would like the Yankees to trade for to hmm. kind of help put them over? Because Boston's had their struggles this year. They look assailable, but... Um, That's not a word. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that word in my entire life. Um, but the Yankees are struggling with so much uh, poor injury luck. Is there That's anything... That's very true. Is there... I mean, the Mariners are in a rebuilding year. Who's, uh, who's the guy with the parrot on his arm? I like that guy. Edwin Encarnacion. Give me that guy. I like yeah. him. I mean, Yankee Stadium is a glorified Little League stadium. <laughs> he could hit 95 home runs with his eyes closed. Yeah. I, I think that was a great fit. I mean, I think he's yeah. a good got Luke well. Voigt. I do like Luke over. Voigt. He'd never heard of buttons in his entire life. The whole shit is hanging out every at bat. So I like that. A band from Instagram he for was, all that nipple. <laughs> yes, he was banned from Instagram. I saw that. That was a big news. In the, who in who page is he itching for the Yankees these days? Is well, Luke we got Luke Voigt. He plays for his base a lot of the time. I think at the beginning of the year, we had Stanton, Judge, Hicks, and they would sort of rotate. I think Stanton was mostly the DH. But now I think it's that guy, Talkman. I don't yeah, Mike know. Mike Talk, whatever. I think he's oh, made up. that's not a person. I yeah. think the Giants just gave, the New York Giants just gave him to us <laughs> and said, here, you can have Mike Talkman. He's on your team now. And Back said, up left guard. All right, Mike Talkman it is. I mean, maybe Kristaps Porzingis might be on the team now. I don't know. Well, he's on the Mavericks. <laughs> he is on the Mavericks, but I think the Mavericks traded him to the Yankees. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, get, a, get him out of there. No, he's I don't know. Not, I don't know these guys. Deep. I believe it is Talkman, though, so I would rather have Parrot Guy for sure. Mm-hmm. You go out in Times Square with the Parrot, people love that. Final question. Of course. Um, do you, what is your prediction for this upcoming series? The 28th ring added to our 28th finger. Okay, congrats. Why would I, I have mean, any other prediction? I, I, I asked about the series. <laughs> Oh, oh! This series the, against the, the Mariners? Mariners. You're asking yeah. me about the Seattle Mariners. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I know that they are probably not Actually, something bef- that exists before that, to you. I know. What, I know what are the three Mariners. things that you know of that are about the city? Yeah, of what Seattle? do you know about Seattle? About the city of Seattle? Yeah, yeah. you got the bald guy who has got a lot of money. What's his name? The guy from uh, Amazon. Okay, Bezos. I did He's think there. you meant Jay Buhner. Jay Buhner <laughs> was also there. I liked him too. <laughs> so this is also a, technically true. Former Yankee. I know yeah. that. I know they drink a lot of coffee and yeah. they're smoking a lot of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, those are two things that I am very familiar with. So I could get into that. Okay. What else do I know about Seattle? I know it's not for me. Okay. Fair enough. All right. What do you think this series? Yankees, yeah, Yankees in four. Okay. This yeah. is the playoffs, right? The yeah. Yankees <laughs> in four. <laughs> no, I think, I mean, we got Sabathia. He's going game one yeah. against your man's Felix, who is. Not good. I'm sorry to say it. A hush has fallen over the room as these people deal with deal with fate immediately <laughs> in their face. I, I mean, yeah, that's uh, CC is probably better than Felix. Yeah, he's he, he shown some life recently, but uh, right. 
It's you know, it's early. It's early. In I life. think if I mean, anyone he is pitching to a roster of people who are potentially made up. So. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. I still have faith in my guys. I mean, it's the New York Yankees. Like I said, 27 reasons not to be worried. I think if the Yankees do lose one, it's gonna be to that kid, uh, Marco Gonzalez. I like that kid a lot. He's yeah. he, he's a uh, he's a tough kid. Yeah. Well, we're so glad you can make it over Me here, too. New York guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're, Thank you very much. Uh, we're very excited for the next New York, uh, next Yankee series. Do not, we can, we the can, one thing you never do, do not talk to me about the Mets. If they play the Mets, I will be not on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> okay, perfect. We'll, the we'll, New York Yankees. Is there anything you want to plug yes, yourself? Absolutely. Hit, Follow hit. me on Twitter, at 27rings. That's rings <laughs> with 27 Zs at the end. 27-R-I-N-G. Z-Z-Z-Z. Z-Z-Z-Z. Z Z Z Z Z. All right, I I I twenty seven of them. You know what it is? New York all day. Yankees in four. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right, Kate. I think that wraps it up. Yeah, we've got to do like some serious sage burning of the studio now. Which by studio I mean your apartment. Which smells. Uh, you mean to burn down my apartment? Yeah, it's, we fair. are never going to get this Michelob stink out of here. <laughs> yeah, so. man. Oh, I mean, it's it just is gotten everywhere. Like it, it didn't help when he started rolling around on each couch. Um, yep, yeah. That was unfortunate. Nope, the couch has got to get. We just got to burn the whole place. It's down. wild that he flew out here. To yeah, talk just to, to us. do this. Like, he, you seem yeah. like he could have just. Wait, like we could have done it remotely. Wait, but. is that him? Is he running naked around Green Bay? Oh, God damn it. Oh. Yeah. All right, we, we got to go. I did like, yeah. I mean, well, well. We got to yeah. go take care of this. This is on our heads. Uh, thank you so much for everyone who asked us questions, and we will talk to you next week. Uh, bye. Everybody know me who's somebody to know. Watch me mind my business while I'm counting my dough. Stay away from sages who will clown me before. On the road to riches, they gon' step on your toes. Sammy told me that a change gon' come. I'm not going if my gang won't come If you see me pull that thing, don't run